You're listening to the My Happy Mind Conversations podcast, where we talk all about how you can build your child's resilience, self-esteem, and happiness. I'm your host, Laura Earnshaw, the founder of My Happy Mind, and I am totally dedicated to helping you become the best parent or carer that you can be. We're proudly impacting over half a million children now in our programs in schools, nurseries, and homes. And today, I'm going to be sharing some of those tips with you. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to another episode of My Happy Mind Conversations. It has been a while because I have been, like I'm sure many of us, super, super busy, all with really exciting things and really things that I'm proud of, but just have not been able to find the time to record podcast episodes, which I've actually really missed. So I am really happy to be back. And I'm going to try and release an episode a week, just like the good old days. So today I want to talk about something that is really, really very much on the minds of teachers that we support, of parents that we support right now. And I'm sure if you're a parent or a carer, it may well be on your mind too. And that is the big T word, transitions. Now, whether you are focused on your child transitioning into another class, or maybe they're changing schools, or maybe they're moving to secondary school, one thing's for sure. These moments come with apprehension, sometimes with worry, and of course, just with a whole load of unknowns. And that's why I wanted to dedicate this episode to talking about things that we can do as parents and carers to really ease that transition and to really help children feel like they're in control of it rather than feeling like it's in control of them. Because these can be really exciting times when we're starting something new, whether it's a class or a school, but they can also be really, really challenging times. And of course, against the backdrop of the last year and a half, where we've all been living through this very strange pandemic, that's added for many even more nervousness because let's be honest, it's not been a usual time. It's not been normal, quote unquote, And so children might not have done some of the things that they might normally do to prepare them for those transitions, whether that's going to do class visits or going to meet their new teacher or going to spend half a day in their new school. These are all things that can really, really help children to prepare for a transition. And so when they don't happen, it can make it even more challenging. So what I'd like to do today is just offer some perspectives on how you can support your child or children that you work with if you know they're facing a transition and it's something that you know that they're potentially struggling with. And by the way, even if they're not potentially going to struggle with this, these tips can help you too because even if our children are just excited about the move, there's still things that we can do to really help make sure that that move goes as smoothly as possible. And as I said right at the beginning, one of the things I want to leave you with is this sense of the transition doesn't need to be something that a child feels like they're not in control of. It can be something that they feel very much in control of. So there's three steps that I'm going to talk about in terms of this, in terms of how you can prepare your child. And this is actually something that we teach in our transition to secondary school programme, which by the way, if you're listening, I'm running a live session on Thursday, the 30th of June, 2021. 
And if you want to sign up for that, then you can um, just click the link around this episode or you can just go to myhappymind.org forward slash transition and you'll find a link to that session there. Now, this is a really helpful session if your child specifically is going to secondary school, but some of the principles that I'm going to be teaching there in a lot more detail than I'll go into today can also be applied to other transitions as well. So let's dive in. The first stage that's really important to spend some dedicated time with is what's called accepting where we are. Now, this stage is all about making sure you give your child the space and the support to explore how they feel about the transition. So often as parents, we rush to saying things like, it's going to be fine, it's going to be amazing, you're going to be great. And we don't actually give our children the space or the time to feel able to express their emotions. Now, I know that if you're saying those things, you're doing it because you want to kind of move them through that stage of worry and move them away from those emotions. But actually, sometimes that can backfire because if children don't spend enough time in this phase of accepting where they are, then they're never going to be able to get excited about it because they're going to be stuck in the emotions of worry. So it is really important, even though none of us like hearing children talk about their worries, to make sure that they feel like they've had ample opportunity to talk about how they feel. Because until they've done that, until they've really expressed themselves, until they've really understand understood their own emotions, which of course can be difficult for children to do as well, it's really, really challenging to get them to feel excited and to get them to focus on all of the positives. So spending time here can really, really help you. And, you know, this doesn't need to look like, you know, weeks and weeks of misery. This can just be a really focused conversation with them. Maybe you take them out to a cafe or you go for a nice long walk and you just ask them some really good open questions about how they're feeling about this transition what's coming up for them? What emotions are they feeling? What are they worried about? It's okay to ask them those questions. It's healthy for them to be able to talk about those concerns. Not least because once they've spoke about those concerns, you're far better equipped and far better able to support them through it. Because often the thing that's causing children worry or anxiety is something that can be fixed. Maybe they'll say something to you like, I'm worried I'm not going to know anybody. I'm worried I won't make any friends. And maybe then you'll be able to go and find somebody in the class, get in touch with the school and meet up with that child over the summer so they've made a friend before they even start. Or maybe they say, I'm worried that I don't know the, the walk to school. I don't, I'm worried I'm going to get lost. You can then practice that walk to school a few times over the summer. So skipping this step can be a real mistake because often when we have these conversations, they enable us to get to the bottom of what's really going on. And then, of course, we can best support them. So after you've been through this stage and you feel like you've really understood where they are and you feel like they've really accepted the emotions around how they feel about it, you can start to move them onto the next phase, which I like to call celebrating where we've been. And this phase is really an opportunity to kind of move them towards celebrating all they've experienced in their current school before they move on to their next one or in their current class before they move on to their next one. So what we want them to do is be able to embrace all the good times and really bring those good times to the forefront of their mind so that they're thinking and celebrating about all the positives that they've had from the experience. 
This is super important because we want their memories of their current situation to be positive as far as they can be. If we just move straight on to thinking about the next stage and we miss this bit, it's a real missed opportunity for them to celebrate and get those happy hormones going. So you might want to say, you know, what were your favourite memories about this year? Or who was your favourite friend? Or just questions that are going to get them thinking about all of the amazing things that have happened during this time, whether that's with this class teacher or in that school, depending on your context. And again, this doesn't need to take forever, but it's just about taking them on a journey of understanding how they feel about the move, but then thinking about all of the great times they've had before we move on to the final stage, which is focusing on where we're going. Now, again, as I said right at the beginning, if you haven't been through the stage of them expressing their emotions about the move and you haven't had them or given them the opportunity to celebrate all the things that were great about their experience, it's really hard to get them to focus on where they're going because emotionally they're going to be very much stuck in the worry and the anxiety and the loss of moving on. So getting them to this stage of focusing on where they're going, so focusing on that next stage, is most effective if you've been through those two previous stages. And that's really, really important. I can't stress that enough. So in this third stage then of focusing on where we're going, really the idea is that you help to have a really balanced conversation around what's next, right? So whether that's a new class or a new school, what are the things that they're thinking about in terms of this next stage? And I use the word balance here because it's really important for us as parents and carers and teachers to be thinking about and creating space for not only the things that are going to be exciting and positive and good about this new stage, but also acknowledging again the things that they might be worried about. Again, what we don't want to do is shut down their conversation or their feelings or their emotions on those things that perhaps they're worried about. We want to give them the space to air those but then we want to encourage a balanced conversation by also highlighting some of the things that are going to be good, exciting and new as well. Now, depending on where your child is and how they're feeling, this stage may be easier or maybe harder. So if they are really nervous about it and in quite a negative mindset about the move, you might need to do more of the prompting here in terms of what they've got to look forward to. Whereas if they're really excited about it, that might come a lot easier. And either way is fine. This isn't about right or wrong. It's just about where your child is and working with them from where they are. Rather than trying to force perceptions or views or concepts on them, it's about meeting them where they are. So if they're struggling to find things that they're excited about, if they're struggling to kind of get excited and you feel like you're having to really kind of do the work to get them there, that's okay. That's what they need right now. And things that can help are going on the school website, you know, finding out about what clubs there are, what trips there are, looking into what happens in the school that's maybe different to what they've been doing now or looking at the class and seeing what that teacher's really into and getting them excited about that. Again, this can take a little bit of homework from you if your child needs more support in finding the positives, but there will be some that you can find. So there you have it. Accepting where we are, giving them the space to express their feelings about where they are, celebrating where they've been, making sure that they look back on the school or the class that they're in now and they really celebrate everything about that 
and then focusing on where we're going in a very balanced way and finding both those things that they want to express they might be worried about, but also celebrating those things that they're excited about. So hopefully that's been a really useful kind of framework for you to think about as you approach kind of preparing your child over the summer for this transition. But one of the things that I wanted to finish on was really just to remind you that wherever they are, however they're feeling and however you're feeling, it's okay, right? It's just a point in time situation. It's a point in time set of emotions. And just because they're feeling that way now doesn't mean they're always going to feel that way. And as we know, as adults, sometimes the thought of something is far worse than the reality of it. But we have to respect and embrace the way our children are feeling. The worst thing we can do when preparing a child for a transition is to devalue or um, make them feel like their emotions aren't valid. So even if they're stressing about things that you know they don't need to stress about, give them the space and give them the time to express those emotions because if they don't, then they're going to keep them inside, they're going to get bigger and bigger in their mind and it's going to be even harder to help them through the transition. So again, if you want to learn more about this specifically for secondary school, definitely go to myhappymind.org forward slash transition where I've got a whole free masterclass that you can watch on exactly this. And I will be back really soon. Take care. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of the My Happy Mind Conversations podcast. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review and a comment below. And I'll be back next week with more science-backed secrets to building happy and resilient children. Don't forget, you can come and follow me at My Happy Mind on Facebook and Instagram. Take care.